Families of four Philippine activists killed in a bloody Sunday police raid struggled to retrieve the bodies of their loved ones. The political party of Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte wants him to run for vice president in 2022. Myanmar's military junta accuses detained leader Aung San Suu Kyi of accepting illegal payments. And Britain's Prince William denies racism allegations made by his sister-in-law, Meghan Markle. Good evening, I'm Tony Velasquez. And I'm Karen Davila. On our broadcast tonight, brutal details of an alleged ambush. The son of the slain Calbayog City Mayor describes to ABS-CBN News how plainclothes police riddled his father's body with bullets and later supposedly checked that the mayor did not survive. Zandro Ochoa has tonight's top story. The NBI has conducted its autopsy on the body of Calbayog City Mayor Ronaldo Aquino two days after he was shot and killed. His son, Mark, did not have the courage to see the results. A family friend told him the wounds his father sustained. Sabi niya po, sa bilang niya po, kalahati pa lang po ng katawan niya ng papa ko ang nabibilang na tama ng bala is 21 na po. Most of the gunshot wounds were found on his father's head and chest. This adds to their suspicion his father was ambushed. They have witnesses saying seven men armed with high-powered guns took turns shooting his father. Tatlong wave po ang pagbaril nila sa papa ko. Una po, apat ang apat na tao ang bumaril. And then, nung naubos po ang bala, nag-change mag po sila. Tapos yung tatlo naman po ang bumaril. The mayor's son, Mark, also questioned why the policemen were not in official uniform if they were conducting a legitimate operation in the area, as authorities claimed. The family also received information that there were men waiting for the mayor's vehicle at the foot of the bridge. Pagkatapos po nilang barilin, tiningnan po sa loob at sinabing, okay na, patay na. So ibig sabihin, kilala po nila si mayor. Tama na, okay na, patay na. So ibig sabihin, intentional po ang pagpatay nila kay mayor. The younger Aquino also asked why the vehicle used by the police had two different plate numbers. Summer 1st District Representative Edgar Sarmiento filed a resolution naming the policemen involved. He is also pushing for a house probe into the incident. Zandro Ochona, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Justice Department will endorse to the Interagency Committee on Extrajudicial Killings the probe into Sunday's deadly police raids on activists. Meanwhile, authorities allegedly prevented the victims' families from claiming the bodies of their loved ones. Details from Mike Navalio. Victimized twice over, a rights group says of the families of four activists killed in the deadly police raids in Calabarzon. That's because the families of Melvin Dasigal, Mark Bacasno, Poroy and Randy de la Cruz have tried for days to secure their release from the Antipolo Memorial Homes 
Turn the world fail. Police first said they didn't want to release the bodies to Rights Alliance Karapatan, only to family members. But Karapatan was with the families of the dead activists who had sought their help. Their lawyers from the National Union of People's Lawyers said all the documents have been submitted and they have paid the bills, but the bodies have yet to be released as of Thursday morning. The families, too, were kept from leaving the funeral homes after the gates were locked, while lawyers were not allowed entry. They were also allegedly threatened with arrest for insisting on the body's release. Natatakot sila. Our clients inside ay nilalapitan ng mga sundalo at ng mga pulis. NUPL, Karapatan, and even the families themselves resorted to literally banging on the gates. The discussion between the lawyers and the police got heated. Police said local government units from Tanay and Rodriguez Rizal offered funeral arrangements with the police bringing the bodies to their houses. But NUPL said, the offer came too late as the bills have been paid. With the help of the Commission on Human Rights, the lawyers were finally able to get inside the funeral home, talk to the families, and secure their release. But the bodies stayed inside. The release delayed once more with the presence of the representatives from the National Commission on Indigenous Peoples, who wanted to talk to the families of the Dela Cruzes, who were members of the Dumagat tribe. NUPL's Maria Soltaule on ANC earlier warned against the government using the NCIP to talk to the families of the deceased, just like in the case of two ATAs who withdraw their petition to intervene in the anti-terror law petitions in the Supreme Court. They're trying to coerce and, you know, uh, intimidate the victims and the families under hostile and under, under a hostile environment without the assistance of a council because they wouldn't allow our councils to, I know, to... Um, to dito makalapit dun sa aming clients. We will exhaust all possible remedies that we can in court and or outside, even outside the court, para mapigilan ito at mabigyan ng justice yung mga victims at mga pamilya nila. The families want the bodies to undergo an independent autopsy to determine what really caused their deaths. Police have been claiming the nine activists fought back, but their family said police barging through their homes made everyone else leave except for the activists. Shots were then fired, and next thing they saw were the dead bodies of the activists. Wala naman pong baril yun. Walang granada. Tadya kukuha ng pera ng ganun. Nipakaon nga wala eh. Nakaasa kami sa ayuda dahil nabahaan kami noong November. The bodies were eventually released and taken to the Philippine General Hospital. The Makabayan Bloc has filed a resolution at the House of Representatives seeking a probe on the so-called Bloody Sunday incident while the PNP said it was conducting its own investigation. Justice Secretary Minado Guevara said he will endorse the investigation of the Calabarzon deaths to the AO35 committee as there is sufficient evidence that the victims were members of cost-oriented groups carrying out legitimate dissent. The EU delegation to the Philippines welcomed the Philippine government's probe as it expressed concern over the reported use of excessive force. Malacanang, meanwhile, asked international groups to give the Philippines a chance to carry out its own investigation. Mike Navalio, ABS-CBN News, Antipolo Rizal. Philippine President Duterte being urged by his party mates to run for vice president in next year's elections. The move is seen by one analyst as a way for Duterte to circumvent 
the constitutional provision barring him from seeking a second six-year term. R.G. Cruz reports. This PDP resolution first circulated among members last Monday. It urges President Duterte to seek the vice presidency in the 2022 national elections. The resolution says it's better to have him as vice president so he can help the president finish what he began, especially the recovery efforts from the pandemic. Former Congressman Ricky Sandoval of Malabon, why don't we convince the president to run as vice president, presidential candidate of PDP on, uh, in the coming 2022 elections? Then, tumayo si Chairman Abalo saying, parang nag-second siya, sabi niya, o But Matibag says they have no presidential candidate yet, though they have options. What's certain is President Duterte will have a big say on who that is, instead of the presidential candidate usually picking his running mate. Senator Manny Pacquiao is there, Senator Bongo is PDP, of course. Mayor Zara Duterte is the PDP, but uh, an ally party of PDP, yung HNP is an ally party of PDP. So, yung mga nag, uh, nasa line na president, they, of course they could go to the president and ask for his impression as the presidential candidate. In a speech Thursday afternoon, the president made this revelation. Ito ba si Senator Bongo? Pababa kami sa aeroplano. Sabi niya na, Sir, may... Hingin sana ako sa iyo ng pabor. Sabi ko ano? Sabi niya, medyo it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Malayo pa pero ikaw na lang ang magsabi sa kanila. Uh, sabihin ko, ang totoo talaga, isang bagay lang, sabihin daw sa inyo, gusto niya maging presidente. This political analyst, however, thinks it's tantamount to giving the chief executive a second term, which the Constitution forbids. It also goes to show the extent to which some people will go to just to circumvent the term limits of, of the presidency. Franco as this should be a wake-up call to the political opposition. It should also be a wake-up call to the opposition to really work very hard to find somebody who can, no, no. and they should really be united. Uh, they should know their differences, if ever there are differences, because the country should have other alternatives. But Matibag argues nothing in the law prevents President Duterte from running for lower office. Noting former presidents Gloria Arroyo ran for Congress and Joseph Estrada ran for Manila mayor after their presidencies. The palace has no information yet on the calls for the president to run for vice president next year. R.G. Cruz, ABS-CBN News. More areas in Metro Manila are placed under localized lockdowns to curb the spread of COVID-19. Authorities also report thousands of violations as they step up the enforcement of health protocols. Zian Ambrosio reports. Ronel is a delivery rider who was forced to stay in makeshift tents along with his two neighbors, just a few steps away from his home in K-9 West Camias Village. They have no choice because the compound where they live was closed as part of a localized lockdown declared last March 4. It's not just Ronel calling these tents home. He's sharing the space with police personnel assigned to monitor the area. Wala pong mapambili pagkain po. 
kami po ay nauutusan. At least dito po ay nakapagtrabaho po kami. West Camias was recently recognized in the Race to Zero campaign after posting a zero COVID-19 case. But this didn't last long after the village recorded one of the highest spike in infections in Quezon City with over 30 COVID-19 cases. Nanguhuli kami, pero ganun pa din. Marami pa din ang sumusuway. Yung enforcement talaga, mahirap siya. Meron din nagagalit sa akin. The local government of Quezon City has placed 16 areas under special lockdown. The latest area to be included is Unang Sigaw Village. According to the city's task force disciplina, about 2,000 people have been caught violating health protocols in the first week of March. Over in Pasay City, more than 2,000 violators of health protocols were reported. Some have been advised to refrain from public display of affection. This means no holding hands or kissing in public. And yes, it doesn't matter even if you're husband and wife. Bawal po ang magka-holding hands. Kahit po mag-asawa kayo, dapat po yan ginagawa natin sa bahay na lang. Nasa public tayo, kunwari, may asawa ka, karelasyon mo, tapos nasa public area kayo, pwede hindi kayo muna mag-ano kasi social distancing, di ba? Kasi nasa loob naman kayo ng bahay, pwede naman kayo mag-ano doon, di ba? Currently, 89 villages are on lockdown in Pasay City. In the Philippine capital, Manila, a street in Barangay 352 in Santa Cruz was blocked off since it was declared as one of the critical areas due to COVID-19. Police also went around and reminded people of the four-day lockdown. Manila Police District Director Brigadier General Leo Francisco says there is a need to further augment personnel in areas under strict monitoring. Kailangan paigtingin namin na wala talaga makalabas, makapasok para maging maayos yung kanilang intervention na gagawin. Zian Ambrosio, ABS-CBN News. And this, Justin, members of the Metro Manila Council have agreed on uniform curfew hours from 10 in the evening until 5 in the morning. MMDA Chairman Benhur Abalos said this will take effect starting March 15 and will last for two weeks. Myanmar's junta accuses ousted leader Aung San Suu Kyi of corruption while in office. Meanwhile, the UN Security Council condemns violence against protesters but stops short of censuring the military's power grab. Details in this report. Myanmar's military junta accuses ousted leader Aung San Suu Kyi of accepting illegal payments worth 600,000 U.S. dollars on top of 7 kilograms of gold between 2017 and 2018. No evidence was provided for the charge. The junta also claimed President Win Myint and several cabinet ministers engaged in corruption as well. Suu Kyi remains under house arrest. The United Nations Security Council condemned violence against protesters in Myanmar and urged authorities to show restraint. The body's statement, however, was clear of language condemning the coup itself and threats of possible further action against the junta. This is because of opposition by China, Russia, India and Vietnam. In a bid to increase pressure on the junta, the U.S. imposed sanctions on two children of junta leader Min Ong Hileng and firms they control. At least eight protesters have been killed in Myanmar Thursday after security forces opened fire at anti-coup demonstrations. Our final word tonight is a quote from Leo Tolstoy. Only people who are capable of loving strongly can also suffer great sorrow, but the same necessity of loving serves to counteract their grief and heals them. And that is The World Tonight, the 11th of March, 2021. I'm Karen Davila. I'm Tony Velasquez from the Philippines. Thank you. Babuhay.